Now time for Chilling with Quillen on ESPN Central Texas. Well, just sitting here, if I were going to jump back in the uh, betting world, I think I would look at Kurt's week three, Kurt's corner, uh, making his picks. And uh, Curtis Quillen, now sports director at Channel 6, joining us on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Now, Curtis, I'm sure that you keep a record for how you're doing against the spread. Now, for many years, I did this in the Dallas Morning News and made all my picks. In a couple of years, I was going fairly strong. The problem with that is people then start to let you know they're using you. And if you, you're always one bad week away from disappointing a lot of folks if they start following your advice. Um, what is your record so far this season, sir? Um, I'm under 500 against the spread, so I don't remember what the exact record was. Uh, I'm batting like 700 on straight-up picks, so I'm I'm good at gauging the winner on these games. Um, I definitely need some work against the spread. I actually got a text last week uh, when I posted those picks from my podcast uh, from a local high school basketball coach. He's like, are, are these uh, – are these are these solid picks? Like, should I be following you? Should I be putting my paycheck, my September paycheck, on uh, on these picks? And I was like, uh, I'm not. These this is not this is not legal betting advice. This is uh, me saying what I think is going to happen in these games. Yeah, uh, that's interesting. People were wanting to uh, to to get some feedback from you, and uh, I, I hear what you're saying. But again, if you get on a roll people will follow you it does not sound like you've gotten on a roll and by the way hitting on 70 percent uh of just straight up i can't i can't really give you any prizes for that curtis uh now uh, I, I haven't gotten to talk to you since you made the trip to provo and i know last week we were talking about some of the travel and you were i think you were getting to austin and heading to dallas and then off to provo how did the um how did everything work out on that Saturday morning? And what did you do? Did you go straight to the uh, to the stadium when you landed? Did you were you able to move around, take take a peek around at the campus? How was your trip? So I'd seen the campus before uh, on a road trip with my family. My trip was great. Uh, both flights left on time. Both flights arrived on time. Um, super super simple at the rental car counter once I got to Salt Lake City, and so. Uh, pretty much just checked my driver's license and the payment method, and I was in the car headed to the uh, to the hotel. Um, I realized, uh, so I, I I took a melatonin as I was getting on my connecting flight in Dallas to get to Salt Lake City, uh, and I slept for probably two hours of a two hour and forty minute flight from Dallas to Salt Lake City. So uh, that worked out perfectly. Um, and when I got to the hotel, I realized I had enough time to eat or shower, or uh, excuse me, eat or sleep. They're not both. So I chose food. Uh, I'm a little bit of a foodie <laughs> thanks to COVID. Um, so I went and found a really good burger spot, and I didn't really find it. My uh, my old professor, Jared Johnson, from when I was at Oklahoma State, he told me about it. and uh, He used to teach at BYU, and he said, I recommend uh, Chom Burger, and it's not far from the stadium at all. Uh, maybe 15 minutes from the hotel where I was staying in Orem. And, uh, went down, had lunch. Um Ate, ate a really good burger, had a really good shake, and then went back to my hotel room, started getting ready, and then uh, I was live uh, at 6 p.m. Central before kick, hung out in the press box with uh, 
you know, the uh, highly entertaining crew that is uh, Darby Brown and Chris Williams and Jerry Hill uh, before kick and uh, caught up with RG3 in the press box. And then next thing you know, it's it's eight o'clock and it's time to go shoot pregame. Well, that sounds like a good uh, pregame that you experienced. Um, as the crowd started to fill in, and it obviously ended up being a uh, tremendous crowd there, uh, you've been in a lot of different settings. And, and Oklahoma State, where you went, is a very tough place to play. That was a, an environment Baylor struggled in last year. Well, they struggled in mm-hmm. this environment. Um, I know you're biased towards Stillwater, but but use that as a basis of comparison. What was the uh, what were what were the Mormons? Were they? I mean, were they in full throat? Was this a uh, was this a was this close? I know they didn't have paddles like you have in uh, uh, in in Stillwater, but was this was this somewhere kind of uh, close to that kind of atmosphere? Um, yes. I will say that it's up there in among the top atmospheres that I've been in um, for a college football game in any role, whether for my job or as a fan. Um, and I'll tell it to you the same way I, I told my mom on the phone last weekend when she asked me how everything was going as I was traveling back to the airport. I said, uh, this is an atmosphere I will absolutely take my kids to when that time comes in college football. BYU, when they're good, is unreal, and it's tough to match. Uh, there are some, you know, there's been one or two of those kinds of atmospheres at McLean, but, you know, talking to people who are around the BYU program, and it's like, yeah, this is pretty much every week, especially whenever the team has a, has a chance to be good, which is the case for the Cougars this year. Um you know, they'll still fill the student section even during those, you know, seven and five, six and six years. But uh, that that atmosphere was electric. Uh, I would the, the one that comes to mind and I'm I, I put say this with the disclaimer that it could be prisoner of the moment kind of thing. Um, I went to Red. I covered Red River 2016. Uh, the last Charlie uh, last Charlie Strong year, uh, the last Bob Stoops year. Um, and this is. That, that was a lot of fun. It's a little bit different in that it's not 50-50 quite like that one was. Uh, and BYU fans and students are just wildly polite for being at a college football game. It's so strange to me because, uh, you know, the packet we got for media said if you're shooting the game, which I was, uh, don't stand in front of the play clocks. Well, that's the first time I've shot a college football game in a stadium with NFL-style play clocks where they're, where they're at field level. So I'm not thinking anything of it. And this one college kid who's working security for the game, he walks up and he like pats me on the shoulder. He's, sir, sir, could you move, please? Like you're you're blocking the play clock. And he's being so polite. And I've shot many a football game, mostly in stadiums where they would just come up to you, rip the polo you're wearing right off you, and say, "Get over here." Yeah. Uh, and it was it was a very unique fan base. Uh, for sure, in an atmosphere that uh, I would highly, highly recommend, especially for any Baylor fans who didn't make the trip and want to in the future. Uh, that's a conference game. That matchup will return, um, and it's definitely, definitely worth the trip. Curtis Quillen uh, uh, joining us, the sports director at Channel 6, caused a couple of delay uh, game penalties by standing in front of the flip clock. <laughs> Imagine dealing with a coach after that. If if you were the reason they couldn't see the play clock, I would uh that would be interesting. That would be a lot worse than having your phone go off, which may have happened to you at one point. Now, Curtis, I'm looking at some of these picks. I find a couple of them really interesting. 
I Texas Tech and NC State. Now, I and of course you've got you got Tech covering this game. Um, that's going to be tough because the Wolfpack and I know they almost lost to East Carolina, but this thing. This thing could get away from Joey in a hurry. So I find that one interesting. You also have the Roadrunners covering the 12-and-a-half against Texas. Now, when you pick that, is that pure respect for the Roadrunners? Uh, or is that a little bit of a Texas can't, have, can't help but have a letdown after nearly knocking off Bama? No, it's a who in the heck is playing quarterback for Texas. All right. That's and you because we we know how good that offense was humming when Quinn Ewers was at quarterback last week against Bama. Uh, it speaks for itself, and that's why that injury was so big uh, when he did go down. And you know, there's been reports of no, he's fine. To he's out four to six weeks, and then there's Sark being uh, kind of sassy with with the media down there, but uh, not in any way that's not common in college football unfortunately um it, it, my pick of utsa to cover texas to win was strictly because who in the heck is playing quarterback for texas what's the offense going to look like and utsa is really good at keeping games close really yeah. really good at keeping games close uh by my pick of tech to cover is simple um i think tech has the juice i really like the way that the red raiders looked with donovan smith at quarterback last week um my pick for them to cover comes from that offense looked really good with Donovan Smith, a little air ratey at times, uh, especially. And I like uh, that kind of energy that, that Joey McGuire brought into the program, but they are going on the road to a preseason ranked team. Uh, so I don't know that they get it done, but I do think they keep it close, keep it manageable uh, and have a shot to win it there at the end, whether on the last drive or the penultimate drive. Um, I think NC State uh, is able to win it and will win it, um, but I definitely think Tech is able to uh, keep it within, you know, a score, maybe maybe a field goal and a touchdown, you know, the 10-point spread there. All right, now you guys do an incredible job on high schools. We got high school football tonight, uh, GOTW, game of the week. Um, what – what is it? Announce it to our folks so they'll know kind of what to be watching for tonight. This Temple game kind of has my attention. I have to say, I've been kind of listening. And, of course, that Lorena, my gosh, I feel Lorena, I mean, they they didn't really get a, the coronation. I mean, a lot of times people win state, and it's like let's ease into the season, and, and they have not at all. What is the, what is the, uh, the Channel 6 uh, GOTW? Uh, so this week's game of the week, uh, Matt Lively's going to be there. It is Shoemaker in Lake Belton at yes. Tiger Field in Belton, a District 4, 5A Division One showdown. Uh, this is an awesome, uh, awesome, awesome uh, showdown. This is a Shoemaker team that you know, Brian Cope has described as being very good on the line of scrimmage on both sides of the football. Uh, and it's a Lake Belton team that doesn't really need an introduction, but is getting one this season. Uh, Micah Hudson has kind of brought them onto the radar from a recruiting perspective, even though this is their first UIL season. Hudson's a five-star wide receiver prospect with offers from just about half the power five. And uh, in fact, when I went through his offer list, it looks like there's only three group of five teams that have offered. And it's all the ones that play in Texas pretty frequently, or like UTSA or North Texas, pretty close schools to uh, two 
Temple because, you know, why? how are you going to compete as Jeff Trailer against Nick Saban in Alabama, against Dave Aranda at Baylor? And so the, you, you look at these and you notice these trends. Um, that receiving core at Lake Belton, even if you take Hudson out of the equation, is electric and extremely dynamic. And so this is a game that not only will go a long way in shaping the district four or five division one playoff picture and what the seating looks like in that district. This is a game that could, if Midlothian slips up down the line, turn into a district championship game. Obviously Midlothian shoemaker by five last week in Colleen. And now the gray wolves go to Lake Belton. Well, Midlothian still has to play Colleen high still has to play, uh, Lake Belton still has to go through the entire rest of the district with this only being the second week of district play there. So that's why we went with that as our game of the week. Matt Lively will be live there for us tonight at 6, and uh, Friday Night Lights begins at 10-10. We also have our eye on that Temple-Arlington-Martin game. Yeah. Um, If the Wildcats can rebound in a nice way and get a big-time win over Arlington-Martin, uh, that'll send a statement to the rest of Class 6A because this is an Arlington Martin team that uh, is a, a perennial contender for their region um, up in the Dallas area. And anytime you anytime you make a statement like that against a, a, a Metroplex uh, 6A team, uh, because the, the Metroplex and I'd say East Houston are who run or in the, the Metroplex and Houston run Class 6A uh, statewide. Obviously, you have uh, Austin Westlake would like a mention there. Um, but that's kind of, you know, it's kind of been the Houston and Dallas areas combined with Westlake running 6A the past two or three years. And um, Arlington Martin is as good as anybody else in 6A in DFW. So you can really do yourself a favor, uh, especially in the locker room, confidence-wise, uh, by playing well against Arlington Martin. Uh, Lorena against La Vega, that's a fun test. Um, you know, can, can La Vega bounce back from a couple of weeks that maybe – aren't quite to the pirate standards. Um, and can Lorena make a statement at home? Can they say, no, we're not rebuilding this year. We're still the same ball club that just won a state title uh, in 3A Division One. Boy, I love how you do it. I mean, it's all right up there in your head. I don't even think you're one of the rare guys. I don't even know if you use a teleprompter. When you're doing some of these uh, some of these uh, telecasts, you know a lot of people. That's what uh, Parcells used to say about TV guys. He said they read the news, uh, and that was his mm-hmm. little poke at them. But um, I like how you do it. It's all up there, uh, and that's why I like to tap into your your high school brain. Listen, I, I look forward to it, and uh, look forward to seeing you out at McLean Stadium tomorrow as the Bears try to rebound against those Texas State Bobcats. Thank you. Uh, thank you. This was another excellent edition of Chillin' with Quillen. I appreciate it, Matt. We'll see you tomorrow morning. And there he goes, Curtis Quillen. Very serious today. He was just he, he really eye on the prize type deal. Matt Lively, who's doing the game of the week, is upset. Aaron, there was a thing going around, a graphic. I don't know if you saw it. And they assigned each state, like, by their best hamburger. And, and I'm talking about like fast food kind of hamburger. And you would think Texas would, you know, they'd give us, they'd probably assign Whataburger. I mean, it just seems <laughs> like that would go hand in hand. And they, they gave Texas A&W. Yeah. A&W. I've seen I one mean, A&W in my life. And that's the one on <laughs> I-35 going to Austin. I don't even know if it's still open. It's part of a gas station. 
Yeah, Ridiculous. yeah. I, I, they got something in on the in the outskirts of Austin and into Austin that I've, I I kind of want to try next time I'm through called like PT Terry's or something or PT something. Some of our Austinites or North. We got people that are listening to us kind of in North Austin, but uh, I, that that place interests me a little bit. Haven't been to that one. I've been to quite a few in Austin. Mighty Fine yeah. and Hop Daddies. Hop Daddies are pretty are both really really good. But yeah, yeah, but those don't count because <laughs> Hop da- Yeah, we got to do the uh, the fast food kind of thing. But I know what you're saying. Hop Daddies has a. Uh, I've been to the Dallas location, and they'll do kind of like a Dr Pepper type burger. It's almost like a Dr Pepper based uh, barbecue sauce or hickory sauce that they put on it. Everything is better with hickory sauce. It is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, as we move right along. Campus Confidential. What was going on in Austin when Arch Manning was in town? That's all next. Your leader in high school sports, ESPN Central Texas. 